Warriors, welcome back to the show for another lovely episode with Dana Ruby Martin. And today we're talking about drinking. So for those of you who did not grow up with me, I am from a small town near Stratford, Ontario. Yes, home to the Shakespeare Festival and the brilliant Justin Bieber. So I grew up on a farm and it was very common to drink like a fish. Like truly, I think... It still is very common, but I've come to realize that it was not serving me anymore. And especially as I continue to work at my health and wellness, and as I build a business, I am needing to have a clear mind. And I'm always wanting to have all my energy, but drinking was hindering that growth for me. So it's been at least three years now since I've drank, and I don't know if I ever will again. I mean, I don't think I'll be mad at myself if I do drink. It's just not something that I'm craving or having any interest in it at this time. So the questions around drinking come up often and we are talking about it here on today's episode. Now, before we dive into that, I also just want to mention that my website for Move Life my athleisure brand that I'm building is up and officially will open for sales in August. Now you can, however, sign up for the mailing list and you will receive a discount code for your first purchase. It is, oh my gosh, it's just so exciting. It's such an exciting time of my life right now. And as much as life has become just like super crazy, super full, I have never felt so fulfilled as I do right now. And I just know it's because I am listening to my intuition. I am finally starting to say yes to the big dream of mine. After nearly seven or more years of dreaming and wondering if it's possible, it's all coming together. The products are arriving and I am being connected with so many wonderful humans. The opportunities are endless Truly, I am just over the moon happy, and so I want to be sure that you get what you want when we launch. So be sure to sign up for the newsletter and get your 10% off. Honestly, we have some hats that are actually almost all gone already because I've had so many family and friends want them and order them just through me personally. Um, So we've got limited stock of some things already. So make sure when it comes out that you are there, you are prepared and ready to get what it is that you want. All right, now let's dive into today's episode with Dana. You look so beautiful. You look so beautiful. You are so beautiful. You are so beautiful. Look at us in our sleeveless shirts. It must be summer. I know. I thought of that when I was putting it on. I was like, I need to, because most of the time that we're on here, it's like sweaters. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time. Um, I was just doing my face. Um, oh. What do you call this again? Goishi. Gua sha. Gua sha. Gua sha. Goishi. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, pure goodness. Yeah. I've been forgetting about it. And then I just remembered yesterday. So then while I was waiting for you, I was like, I'm just going to do a little bit, spruce me up a little bit. But anyways, you have your lion necklace on again. I love it. I love this necklace. I wear it probably 75% of the days of my life. 
<laughs> Did you ever watch that show, Young and the Restless? Oh, it was Days of Our Lives. Oh, yes. Yes. And I used to watch a little bit of it with my mommy when I was a little one. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah. That was like the big deal back then. It seemed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly enough, I still see little snippets of it at the nursing home. Right. Cause that yeah. would be like their time. They All would have watched it. watch it. It's amazing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very back to time. Did you, there, I saw recently, was it Victor Newman off a of days of our lives? I think potentially. Okay. Anyways, I saw that he's still on there. I'm like, that's gotta be like 40 years. That's a good career in the soap opera business. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Okay. Well, we have something exciting to talk about today and I love bringing stuff up to you when I haven't even shared with you what we're going to talk about. Oh my God. What are we talking about, girl? You tell me that I'm ready. Okay. So I think I've talked to you about this for a while that I quit drinking like three years ago Okay. and through the pandemic. Um, and I, it's not that I intentionally did it. It's just, I started not having as having it as often. And then in one thing led to the another, and now here we are, it's like three years and I hadn't gone out very often because of the pandemic. And now I'm starting to go out and I'm seeing people and like the questions are starting like, Oh, why are you having a mocktail or, Oh, what? Like how long? It's like, I just find it so interesting that there's so many questions and curiosity around it. And one of the questions I have had recently was about whether you think that drinking affects our spiritual growth. And I thought that was really interesting Ooh, that we could maybe talk about today. So good. I don't actually have an answer, but what I believe to be true in my heart is that it does make us a little bit cloudy. And so you're not, I feel I'm not potentially in the most receptive mode that I could be in. Mm -hmm. And so because of that fog, the clarity obviously isn't there. And so for me, I often choose not to drink either. And I mean, there's, there are certain, um, people who will say that even eating meat blocks your spirituality or, you know, like this type of thing. And so there's all these strange rules surrounding how to be the most open and, and receptive. And yet, like, I don't know that we really know unless we look at the people in history who have been known to be very clear and receptive. And obviously you think of Jesus and you think of the Buddha and you think of Siddhartha and none of them drank. Now, I don't know about meat eating, but definitely there wasn't a whole lot of talk about drinking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if you're to follow in those footsteps, then it would just seem natural to think that drinking wouldn't necessarily go hand in hand with spirituality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What would you say? Yeah, the same. I grew up thinking it was normal. So, I mean, and I'm sure like you grew up in a small community, you, most people drank and it's not until you don't drink where you start seeing people and you're like, oh, they're not acting like they would normally act. Like this isn't that person. So like you're saying, like it definitely does fog our thoughts and our processing and all of that. I recently actually heard something about how it's recorded that there's, it's pretty much a hundred percent of 
reported sexual assaults in campuses across the United States, at least one of the parties are intoxicated. Like that just blew my mind. It just, it goes to show you that people are not thinking straight when bad things are happening. And like, not only that, like if you actually believe that your body is a temple and that you have God within, source within, infinite spirit, whatever you want to name spirituality, if you are a vessel and a holding tank for your soul, it just goes in keeping that you want to take the best care of the vessel that's carrying the sacred soul. And so you would want to eat healthy. You would want to exercise. You would want to fill your mind with perfection and positivity. Now, when I say perfection, I'm not meaning like the achievement of perfection. I'm meaning looking to nature, which is perfect in all of its cycles and looking to, um, I mean, there's no better example than nature, but like even just the sky and, and the way the star system works and all of that, you just see this perfection taking place without any effort. Mm-hmm. And so our bodies are like that galaxy and it's all so intricate. And if you are going to add intoxicants to that vessel, it's not gonna be able to perform at its highest potential. And so you're dampening your body's ability to do what it needs to do for you. And you're dampening your mind's ability to do what it needs to do with for you and your heart. And so for me, it just goes all in keeping that if you are on a path for spirituality, you really wanna take care of that vessel. Absolutely. So do you, do you drink sometimes? Like I, I love to drink. I like pairing food because I love cooking. And so I really do like having a glass of red wine if I've made like a delicious meal and it pairs well with it. But like, I'm talking a little tiny bit. And sometimes when I do have that little tiny bit, as I'm drinking it, there's this little voice in my head that goes, Oh, but all the great nutritional value of what you just had is maybe not going to be as potent as what it could have been and then there's the other little voice that says oh but there's antioxidants in this red wine and so it's like this little this little thing and so I mean you just have to pick and choose what feels right for you and for me I'm able to completely moderate alcohol and that's not the case for everyone yeah the one tiny little glass of wine for me is amazing and I won't fill it up another time another time another time because I have no desire to do that Mm -hmm. But we have to be mindful of who we are and what our boundaries are and what's important to us and base it on your own feeling versus what someone else is doing. Mm -hmm. I definitely love having the conversation because I don't think a lot of people are talking about that because the norm is like, oh, Friday night, head to the LCBO or like, you know, just that's typically something that is involved with a weekend outing or an outing in general, dinner, whichever. And I don't know that there's a lot of people who are talking about it, but when, when, whenever I do, a lot of people are saying like, I've always questioned whether or not I really want to, but it's tricky not to when everybody else is. And I would say, same idea when I, when I would have, when I would go out, when I was starting to think about not drinking as much, I would end up having like two or three more glasses than I had planned. And like you're saying, like you can have that little bit and that's okay. But for me, I was like, it's so good. I want more. Like right. I am used to having the whole bottle. Right. Give me more. <laughs> yeah. Right. And see, that's not my thing. And that might not necessarily be Sally's thing. But I think it's important to be curious within yourself. And whenever you're partaking in any activity, mm-hmm. asking yourself, does this feel in alignment for me? Is this what I want or am I following the crowd? 
-hmm. And especially as mothers, that whole messaging has become something that I just say literally 80 billion times a day that there comes a point in your life and it hit me in my early thirties that you ask yourself that all the time. Like, is this what I want to do? Or is this just because they're doing it? And I've always very much been a leader. And so asking these types of questions comes very easily to me. And I feel it's probably the same for you. You've been a leader. You're a leader. Oh yeah. Yeah. My whole life. Right. And so it doesn't bother us to step outside of the norm or do something that isn't quite what the group is doing. Yep. Yeah. Sarah's recently gone through some bullying at school and just her friendships, not the same as what it was. And she's been having to ask that same question. Am I going to follow along with these people who don't make me feel good? Or am I going to choose to find different friends and do the things that feel good and find ha- like find people who make me feel good. And I just, I just love that it's coming into place so soon. Cause I feel like these questions and these ideas of this conversation didn't happen to, like you said, like until our thirties. So it's so important. And she listens and watches like our children are constantly watching when we're drinking and they think it's normal and all of like, like we were taught. I mean, at least I was, when I was younger, I was taught it was normal. Oh, yep. You drink around this time. And then we go out, we party. This is what you do. And then you have a hangover, you sleep it off. No big deal. We do it again next weekend. Like it was the norm. It was, it, it was a part of the culture. Yeah. Do you think that culture is going to change um, for our children or do you think it's just changing within our age group? I believe there is a huge shift happening. And I think a lot of the people who I hang out with that is happening, maybe there's, I mean, and I do believe that it's a huge world and lots of different things are happening, but I I do think so. It's like smoking. Think about smoking. Not too long ago, you could smoke while your wife was giving birth. Yeah. That's insane to me. Like I actually can't even remember that that was allowed. <laughs> like, I think I must've blocked that that was a thing. It that wasn't was that long ago. Like I want to say like my dad could have been born in a hospital that was filled with smoke. Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely not. So I think that people are finally realizing, cause if you really think about it, alcohol is the one drug that is acceptable in our society. Like truly like people are like, yeah, it's normal, you know, but it, it is a drug. And it does enhance. It is not good for your body, period. It's like poison. Absolutely. And we don't think of that because it is normalized. Right. And don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun while I was intoxicated. (laughs) So I'm not saying that we have to completely get rid of it. Like I do think that people should have the opportunity to have it if they want to have it. I just think that it's really a beautiful thing that it's finally coming to light more often than not that, you know, there's this question of like, do we really need to be having it? Especially for high achievers, people who want to achieve so much greatness, they don't need to have that blocking them, you know, like it's, it's completely blocking you from becoming who you want to become. Yeah. Spiritually, mentally, physically, all of it, all of it. And would you say too, that potentially like for some people having alcohol gives them almost like the green light to behave the way they really want to behave. And so by taking away the need for them to have that crutch, they could still have an amazing time without the alcohol. They just need to give themselves permission to just be who they are without having to have that as a crutch. Yes. 
this is another thing that's come up in my life because I was the wild one, outspoken, party, like very out there. And it was always when I was intoxicated. Right. But that is just you. Like you could just do that anyway. So the, so recently I've been going for dinners and acting like that. And I'm like, I swear to you, I'm not drunk. Like, I swear to you, I'm not drunk. This is just me. And she's like, dude, you're just high on life. Right. Like that is the best way to describe it. I'm high on life and I, and it is okay. Like it is okay to act like this and not be embarrassed, you know, to feel comfortable, to just be you. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Totally agreed. Love it. Okay, cool. See, and then that ties into all the other things like eating well and just all the natural healing, beautiful things that we do for our body. That's just like a piece of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great. Cool. Yeah. Do you have a quote for us? Well, do you have a card for us? Well, not yet, but I could definitely pull one. (laughs) Honor thy body. (laughs) Honor thy body. If that comes up. I don't know if that's a card, but hey, if it was, <laughs> that's what I would pull. <laughs> Maybe it's one you haven't had yet because you don't necessarily need it. Oh, girl. You Let's do honor see. your body. Let's see what we got here. Such an important conversation, Michelle. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I've been enjoying the conversation so much because people are interested. Oh, yeah. People want to talk about it. Yeah. They want that change. The card I pulled is why. Ooh. Oh my gosh. So going to tie into why do you want to drink? Why do you not want to drink? Ask yourself, what is your reason for that action? It's being curious. Hold on. I'm not reading yet. I'm just talking as I find the card. And it sounds so beautiful either way. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Come on. Come on, baby. Oh, that's not it. (laughs) Are you ready for this? Yeah, of course. All right. Motives driving intention, the power of knowing the why. There is great power in understanding your motives right now. The Oracle wants you to be very clear about why you're asking this question, looking for this answer, behaving this way, and most important, making this choice. Knowing your why is the key to fulfillment. When you are clear about it, your intention will then be a magnet for miracles. Motives define the nature of your experience. When you think about something, feel it, then act on it. This invisible why is the life force energy within the seed, which brings it to life and holds the potential for growth. Ooh, so fitting for our conversation. Yeah. So just ask yourself that. Why? Like, why? why are you, and, and if you like, especially if you're having that curiosity. Yeah. It's that curiosity is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And there doesn't have to be an expectation or a specific like goal that you're leaning towards it. Just give it a try. Like for me, I was like, I'm just going to try for like a little while. I think I did 30 days, like not even intentionally. I was just like, nah, I'll just try. And then there you go. Now it's been three years and here I am. And I'm, I'm, I love going out and waking up, not having a hangover, being so full of energy, remembering everything from the night before, like feeling so fulfilled. Yeah. This is crazy to me because like, honestly, (laughs) I feel like I want to be like, yes, welcome to the real party, Michelle. Why did it take you so long to get here, girl? (laughs) But then at the same time, I'm just like, 
everybody has their own path. And so it doesn't matter when you get that little nudge to stop. Like it could be at any part in your life. And for a lot of women, it starts very early when they decide they're going to have a baby or they decide they're going to try or they just, you know, all these different things. And so it just comes when it's, when it needs to. Quote for you, my dear, my darling. It's from Albert Einstein. And he says, if you want to be happy in life, tie it to a goal, not to people or things. Interesting. Oh, you're thinking about it. I love when you do that. So I, what I got out of that was thinking how many people think that happiness has to do with things that they have, or even a person that they have in their life. Right. And that is not necessarily going to lead you to happiness right now. I don't know that it's necessarily a, well, I think it's a goal because it's like your success. It's like what you want to achieve and things that bring you happiness. And, you know, it's your own accomplishment, not somebody else or some other thing. Sure. I think Albert Einstein has some better ones. Tell me, tell me your thoughts on that. Well, I just feel like it still drives the whole culture of achievement. Mm-hmm. And okay. our happiness does not need to hinge on achievements, success, accomplishments whatsoever. Some of the happiest people are people who have wrongfully been put in prison and have now come to this realization that here they are locked up in a cell and they're still able to find happiness because it's not hinging on anything external. It's all coming from within. Mm. And so I think that's why that quote doesn't really resonate with me. That's fair. I think when I hear of like a goal, I don't think of necessarily like the end point more so of just like the process. Yeah. The process, the journey, the growth, the growth that happens along the way. Mm, That's better said. Okay. Well, let's change that. He'll never know. (laughs) We'll just make a little amended note at the bottom in parentheses. (laughs) That's terrible. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, girl. Well, thanks for this chat. And I hope that somebody's listening and it's helped and maybe they'll give it a try and maybe eliminate some of that alcohol. Yes. Yeah. Try it bubbly or is it buble? Buble. Oh, buble, bubbly. Buble. I have no idea. Which one is it? Buble? I buble. think it's bubbly, but they, but he calls it, it bubbly. They do. Buble. They do. Yeah. <laughs> Which is brilliant. He's so awesome. Okay. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, what a blessing. Ah!